This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This is On Boys Parenting Podcast. We are your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink, mom of four boys. And I'm Janet Allison, teacher of many more. Thanks for joining us as we share real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. It is time once again for one of our favorite episodes. We love interviewing experts. We love having conversations with each other. But one of the things that we love the most is when we get our listeners' questions. And then we just riff on some answers, the two of us. And uh, we love just knowing what you're thinking about, knowing what you're worrying about, and being able to hopefully give you some inspiration and some answers. And along with that, I know, Jen, we just want to send out our listeners big, huge hugs because stuff is hard right now. Lot going on. Everybody's grappling with what to do with school. Everybody is grappling with unrest and issues of justice and how do we explain all of this to our kids when we are struggling to understand what's going on breathe that is all i can say i know you go out and paddle i try and go out and hike breathe because there are no easy answers yeah yeah and taking care of ourselves is primary well i know you and i really believe that this podcast is one of those bright lights in the world. I hope that our listeners view it the same way. And I also know that you are doing good work with the Building Boys Bulletin. I'll tell you what, when I get that in my email inbox, I always feel like, oh, this is great. I'm going to get a breath of fresh air. I'm going to get an overview of what's happening in boy world. And you do such a good job of curating articles. Oh, and thank you podcasts and the information that we need to know right now. Yeah. So Building Boys Bulletin is a weekly subscription newsletter. If you subscribe, I will send it right to your email and you don't have to go hunting for this information. And it always starts with a bit of a reflection from me. What I did recently was about um, it, learning to embrace your boys' dreams for their lives instead of your own. And I got to share a really cool picture of my just turned 20 year old who is going to nationals for bass fishing. I did not know that was a thing when I had children, Janet. That is so cool. Congratulations. <laughs> Didn't know it was a thing. So there's that. And then I, I pull together and I share links to all kinds of articles about boys, parenting boys, studies. Uh, include links to our podcast and the idea is that the more information that you have about boys and parenting the easier it will be to address some of the questions that come up in your own life because we can't always answer all of your questions so often you end up on your own trying to figure out what to do so that's for those times and so how do our listeners find 
the Building Boys Bulletin. The easiest way is to go to buildingboys.net and you will see a sign up right there. Enter in your email address. It will take you right to it. The, a subscription is $60 for a year or you can do $4.99 a month. And it's Sweet. very easy right there. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, listeners, it is worth every penny. So go there now and then come back and listen because we've got some great questions. Shall we start with Jackie's question about school? I know this is primary on everyone's mind right now. Yep. Virtual, hybrid, in-person, uh-oh, when are they going to be sent home and yeah. things are going to be shut down? So Jackie's question is, how are these new policies going to make school even harder for our boys? She wonders about social distancing, less chance to play with each other. Mm -hmm. That's like, you know, in school and in daycare environments, they're splitting up recesses if they are going in person. Yeah. And the thing about all of this, Jen, is that talking once again becomes the primary mode of learning. And this is not a sweet spot for many of our boys. Especially not the little ones, right? If you have ever watched little boys interact, they remind me of puppies, Janet. Like they are testing and tossing and on top of each other and playing. And that is how they learn and how they explore the world. And it is perfect for spreading COVID. It so is. I understand why all of those precautions are there and it hurts my heart because a lot of it is not kid friendly. So this is where we as parents come in, in my opinion. It is up to us as parents to make this better for our boys. So first of all, keep an open mind. Not all of these changes are necessarily bad for boys. Um, it depends tremendously on what your school is doing, right? But one of the things that happened for a lot of boys during um, the virtual learning that happened in the spring is that they could wake up when they wanted to wake up. They had more opportunity mm -hmm. for sleep and to work where and how they wanted. You know, if, if they do better laying in bed or surrounded by their stuffed animals or hanging off the couch, great, they can do that. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing I have to say. What about you, Janet? Well, along with that is setting your boys up for success for when they do have to be online. And that is making sure that they get some movement before mm -hmm. they're expected to sit. And really, this goes for all of us. It would be really smart, I think, I think every time I sit down in my chair, oh, I should have gone for that walk this morning, or I should have done that exercise class before I sit down and spend the day sitting. So just make sure that you're, that you plan it in and what you do for your boys is good for your girls too. And you have, I know one dad who's doing like a five to 10 minute exercise class with their boys first thing in the morning and nice. they get the blood flowing and they giggle and they've got some movement in that's going to enable him to be able to hopefully attend a little bit better and building in some movement breaks throughout the day too. Yeah. You cannot expect your boy to sit there and pay attention all day long. He can't do it in the classroom. He's not going to do it in front of a computer any better. And this is where if your kid is at home, you have the benefit. He can 
step away. Who's going to tell him he can't, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also for all age kids, alternative seating, mm-hmm. a stool, standing, an exercise ball, mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it doesn't have to be like sit in this desk chair and stare at the screen and really providing extra breaks. You know, even visually, I think that we're going to see, who knows, long term that there's some visual issues that come up from so much screen time. So make sure that you take a break with your eyes and you stop and you look outside a little bit. You look in the, into the distance instead of the near field. So little things like that, making sure your kids are hydrated, make sure there's water, not juice, not soda, but water and healthy snacks available all the time. Giving them and prioritizing, giving them time in nature can't necessarily happen in the middle of every school day, right? But as they have that experience at school curtailed a little bit, it is vitally important that they do have time in spaces where they can run, play, be, ideally not wear a mask, Mm -hmm. prioritizing some of those times as a family also. Yeah. So also on the school topic, I'm going to get a little controversial here. And I think that you and I are in, in agreement about this, and that is parents you are ultimately in charge. You ultimately know what is best for your child. And if he is having meltdowns, if he is, you know, a puddle of, I can't do this, you are the one that decides this is not working for my child. I'm going to homeschool. I'm going to maybe just not send virtually send him to kindergarten Mm -hmm. this year. It's okay. And I want to also plug in here, hashtag privilege, because I know there are some listeners out there who are really struggling with work and how do I have my kid at home and all those things. And I absolutely want to acknowledge how hard this situation is. And sometimes you do just have to have them on and they have to be enrolled. And if you have the option, listen to your child, listen to your own gut, your own intuition about this. And I'm going to offer a little bit of reassurance, especially if you have a little one, kindergartner, first grader, they will be fine. You could take them out of school and do nothing other than parent them for the year and they will be fine. I guarantee you. Also, if your kid is going to school, school, going, you know, in person and you are concerned because it it looks so different, right? I mean, to keep kids six feet apart in desks, or actually I think there's even like three and a half feet in some places because the American Academy of Pediatrics says, and you see pictures of kids in cafeterias, you know, sitting far apart and that hurts your heart. Yes. And this is the best that we can do right now to get them in the same building. It is giving them some time with their friends and some time out of the house so you can work. And for the little ones again, this is their normal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. This is their normal. It's not as weird to them as it is to us. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind as well. Yeah. Yeah. So this is an ever evolving situation and it's, ever evolving and ever uncertain. And, you know, part of that goes back then to you have to take care of yourself, dear parents. 
You just yep. have to. And it's all challenging. All right. What should we talk about next? We're going to tackle a very common one. Ashley asks us, why don't males listen? She says, what am I really doing wrong? I am at a breaking point from constantly feeling disrespected. I love this topic because there are some really easy things that you can do to help him be able to listen. And that is just the difference between how females tend to communicate tendencies, not, not um, hard and fast rules, how females communicate, how males communicate. And females, you know, Jen, here we are. We love to talk. We love <laughs> we to talk a, a lot. We started a podcast so we could talk. <laughs> and as women, we process out loud. We ask our kids you know, five or six questions in a row, we're giving directions constantly. And the male brain, no matter what age, is not as easily able to process all of those words that come so easily flowing out of your mouth. Especially if that male, whether it's your son, your boyfriend, your husband, your dad, your brother, if that male is doing something, Exactly. If his brain is in what he's doing, it doesn't really even matter what you're saying because he is focused on what he's doing. Yeah. And we kind of laugh about the stereotype of single focus. Males are single focus. Well, guess what they are? And so part of, and here's, here's a strategy that I teach parents that I work with. And that is if you want your son to listen to you. Let's just say he's in the living room playing with Legos and you're in the kitchen and it's almost dinner time and he needs mm -hmm. to come and set the table and you're still in the kitchen yelling into the other room, time to come set the table, set the table. It's, you know, we're ready I'm to eat, gonna, come set the table. I'm going to fess up and say, yep, <laughs> I have done this. I have tried this many, 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 many times and to not your surprise, it doesn't work. It doesn't work because there he is, single focus on his yep. Legos. He is not even hearing you. But meanwhile, you're in the kitchen getting angrier and well, because more feeling. I am laboring for my family. I worked all day. Now I'm cooking. I'm asking him this one thing. So yes, my feelings of feeling disrespected are building up. Yeah. While this little boy is in the living room, Dee, 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 playing like a clueless. clueless. And the thing is, you're, and then your story, correct me if I'm wrong, is I'm disrespected. I'm taking this personally. Nobody likes me. I'm a terrible parent. All the things yes, that we. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. What have I done wrong that he doesn't care about me enough, respect me enough to listen to me and help me when I need help? Because I am trying to do this and I can't also do that. It like, you oh, can man. hear my voice rising because the voices start screaming in my head at that point. Yeah. yeah. So here's what you do. Take a deep breath, but hopefully before you get elevated, right? Because now you have the strategy and now you know that other thing didn't work. So put down the knife, put down the spoon, Definitely go put down the knife. away out of the kitchen, go to where he is is 
touch him on the shoulder, get down beside him and enter his world for just like 20, 30 seconds. It doesn't even have to be that long all the time. Like sometimes it can happen less than 10 seconds, depending. Yes. Comment on something he's doing. Oh, you know, wow, you used all the blue Legos for that thing. Comment and you're connecting and you're kind of snapping his brain into, oh, there's other things in the world besides just me and my Legos. And so you've entered his world. Then you can give him not a time. You can give him put in two more Legos, a tangible couple of steps, one or two, no more. Add two Mm -hmm. more Legos and then it's time to come and set the table and then either get a quick glance, eye contact quick, or a high five or an elbow bump, some kind of physical signal that he heard you. And then you can go back in the kitchen and I mean, it's all an experiment. Try it. I bet he's going to be able to more easily disengage from Mm -hmm. those Legos and come in and help. I remember when somebody shared basically that tip with me when my boys were younger, which is, you know, that yelling from the kitchen doesn't work. You have to go physically touch them, make eye contact, get in their space. And at first you're like, I can't do that. I need to keep stirring whatever's on the stove so it doesn't burn. I don't have time. But what you learn when you put this tip into action is it actually takes less time because it's more effective. So instead of wasting all of your time and energy yelling and getting upset, it is effective. Is it a hundred percent effective? No, nothing is. Yeah. Yeah. But is it more effective than yelling from the kitchen? Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to say with older kids, substitute uh, Fortnite or video games with Legos. And it's much more difficult in some ways because inevitably, what do they say? Let me just finish this game. Let me just finish this game. And you never quite know how long the game is. But here's my clue for dealing with teens. Let them. Let them finish the game. It might not be on your schedule, but no. If grandma's coming over at a certain time, that's one thing. But if, it, if we don't need to eat by a very particular time, so what? Let them finish the game because to them, the thing they are engaged in is as important as the thing you're engaged in to you. And I'm dealing with this. I've got kids working in the garage right now on various projects. And so I call them and I say, come in for dinner. And they don't come in for a while. Well, they literally can't just drop everything. They need to finish something to come on in. Mm -hmm. And when I respect what they are trying to accomplish, then they are more willing to cooperate and work with me. I love that, Jen. That, yeah, that's such a good reminder for all of us. Also, as part of this question, another mom asked, what about using 80% less words. What does that look like? And that is part of what we, what I was saying about how we overwhelm our boys with questions and commentary and emotional details that they don't really want to process. They don't really want to hear. So if you feel again, like you're being ignored or uh, he's not listening, you need to look at yourself and really assess how much am I talking to him. A lot of moms of middle school, it seems like in middle school, boys are finally aware enough to say, mom, just tell me the one thing you want me to know. 
I don't want all the details. And this is a great place to check in with the men in your life and ask them, what, how, how can I communicate with you in a way that you want to hear it? And he's likely going to say, just tell me the thing you want me to know. He doesn't need to know all the details, the colors, what the weather was doing, <laughs> all the things, how you were feeling. He doesn't want to hear it. We all know that vitamins can help fill nutritional gaps in our diet, but a lot of us don't like to take vitamins because we don't like swallowing pills. How do you feel about that, Janet? There's some days that I look at my vitamins and go, yeah, I should take those. I'll do it later. But I'll tell you what's changed. I have gotten easy melt vitamins. I have the D3 and I have the B12s and a multivitamin and I just pop them in my mouth and they dissolve and I don't have to think about swallowing a vitamin. Yeah, and you don't necessarily need water either to have on hand to get this big vitamin now. Yeah, no, and they taste good and they're sugar-free. They melt quickly. The reason they melt is because of plants not chemicals. Ah, plant-based nutrition. For a limited time only, you can receive a free, free three-month supply of Easy Melt Vitamin D3 with your first purchase. To claim your free D3, visit try.easymelts.com slash onboys. That's try, T-R-Y dot Easy Melts. E-Z-M-E-L-T-S dot com forward slash on boys. I am reading Maggie Dent's new book right now. I think you are too, right? I am. Yeah. And we're, we hope to have her on soon to talk about her book, which is uh, about parenting teenage boys. And when she talks about communicating with boys, she's like, use simple words, like try and distill it down to one word. You want him to pick up his backpack? Backpack while pointing to the backpack and then pointing to where you want it to go. Like you don't need all the other stuff. And Maggie also is a big advocate for using uh, post-it notes. Mm -hmm. So if you need your kid to do whatever, just a couple words, post-it notes small. You can't put a lot on there. Little smiley face, leave some reminders around. Distill it down to as few words as you possibly can. Yeah. So when you need to process, just call your girlfriends and process away and talk away, but it's not so effective with your boys. And I will also say there are some boys who love to talk. So, you know, everybody's different, but when you are feeling disrespected or not listened to, it's time to hold up the mirror and go, oh, how much am I talking and how can I talk less? And when you are talking, when you do want to have conversation with your boys, they are going to be more likely to find their words if their bodies are in motion. And so going for a walk, tossing a ball, doing dishes, cooking together, all those things takes a little pressure off of making eye contact. And, And the other thing, and this is, I think, profound, is to allow pauses to allow for silence in that conversation. I am learning this again. I have to learn these things over and over and over with my husband. Obviously he's not a boy. He's a, you know, 50 something year old man, but we'll be talking about something. And then, 
it'll be quiet for a while. Meanwhile, my head goes like on 14 other topics. I am, I've gone so many other places. And then the silence ends and he goes, he says something and he's still back on that first topic. And I'm like, oh, it's not, it's not good, bad. It's just, we have a difference in processing style and how we manage information. And so he can stay on that one topic much longer than I can. And sometimes I think that he's jumped with me, but nope, he hasn't. He's still over here. And I think mm -hmm. that's true with a lot of our boys as well. So be okay with silence. Be okay yeah. with the pause. Talk a little slower. It, it's gold. And I think you'll find some really uh, mm -hmm. cool things happen. And mm -hmm. he may come out with something that is completely unexpected and profound, but it takes time to develop that thought and find the words to go with that thought. And he can't do that if you're still talking. Ooh, that was profound. Right? Yeah. I see this all the time. I, I used to, um, back in the olden days, I would be in schools and observe in classrooms. And one of the things about classrooms is, you know, they're always noisy and how do you ever get the kids settled down? And I would, and I would observe a teacher finally gets the kids settled into their work. And you can, you can actually feel this like settling of energy in the room and everybody's, you know, head down and they're working and great things are happening. And then the teacher starts talking. And it totally blows that concentrated ah. energy because she's uncomfortable with the silence. And it just, so it just shifts. So again, self-awareness, notice. Yeah. And I challenge all of our listeners to spend some time with your boys in silence, just like absolutely you know, it's going to be hard for some of us yeah. to like, uh, be quiet, but uh, back to the Legos, sit on the floor with him, play Legos with him. If he, if he talks to you, short response, sure, but don't initiate conversation and just notice that feeling your boy. Cause I've, my parents have told me like they, dads have told me they feel closer when there's silence than when there's talking. You know, it works with older boys too. We've mentioned the potted plant method of parenting before. Mm -hmm. And one way I practice this with, with tweens and teenagers, they're in a room doing whatever, playing video games, watching Simpsons on TV, whatever. I'll just sit there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's creepy if I just sit there and look at them. So I just sit there with my phone and, you know, sometimes I'm scrolling through social media or I'm playing a mindless game. I don't want to do anything that, that takes my too much of my focus. Mm -hmm. And there's something about being in that space that if they feel like talking, then they will yeah, talk. You're there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. So I know a lot of this might already feel overwhelming school and communication and communication with your parenting partner, all of these things. There's so much and we get into our, into our habits and it's really hard to change habits and, um, you know, throw in an angry boy or two and it feels super overwhelming. And I want to just let our listeners know that I am a family coach and I am here to help you sort things out. 
and develop some new strategies, as we've been saying, gain some new awareness about how you are reacting and responding and changing those things for the positive because you deserve to be a happy parent. You deserve to be a calm parent. Your kids deserve to have a happy, calm parent. And it's really hard to do it by yourself. You so, can't see it all by yourself. The benefit of a coach is a coach can see things that you can't because it is somebody on the outside looking in who yeah. shares your goals and wants to help you accomplish them as efficiently as possible. Absolutely. And, and I am your champion. I am, I, you know, I've got your back. I've got your front. I've got your sides. I am your champion. So you can set up a free breakthrough session with me right now. They're free and just get on my schedule. We'll get on the phone for about 40 minutes. And I love these calls. I just love connecting with you and seeing where you are, where you want to be and how I can help you reach those parenting goals. So go to boysalive.as, that's A S as in Sam, dot M E, M as in Mary E, and we'll include that link in the show notes. You can get on my schedule, we'll get on the phone, we'll talk, and it is time. If you're struggling, if you're feeling overwhelmed and challenged, it is time to get the support you need so that you can be the parent that you want to be and that your family deserves. And you have, you'll have Janet answering your question in real time. We can't answer all of them here, so there's your opportunity. Let's dig in and let's do another question. All right, what do you want to talk about? Boys and their dads? Yeah. All right. Leah says, I find it fascinating watching how my older son he's 23 and a late bloomer, is cutting the apron strings and gravitating toward his dad. So my questions are, when can we expect this to happen? How do we make that process as pain-free as possible or in reverse, make it angst-ridden? And what is the science behind them needing to do that? Why is it important? It's a good question. Really good question. It's, and this is a mama who clearly wants to understand what's going on, wants to support her son, wants to support her husband. And I'm sure she didn't say it, but you know, it's difficult for moms when we feel like our sons might be moving away from us and more interested spending time with somebody else. And that can, it can hurt, especially if you were very used to being close to your son. Yeah. And I mean, she, her, Leah's son is 23, but this can start at age three. It is throughout childhood. Your boy will have periods in his development when dad, when he's more pulled towards dad or other men. And mm -hmm. that's just more compelling and interesting. And yet you're thinking, but wait, I'm, I, I do everything for you and you don't want to be with me. Yeah. You want to be with dad. And that is hurtful. And yet it's so important to his development. And then you can call your girlfriends and go out and have a glass of wine or something. I think the most important thing here, yeah, we, we as moms can make this absolutely terrible for ourselves and for our sons and for their dads by resisting it, by centering our hurt feelings, um, by trying to, you know, hold him closer rather than letting him go. 
those are all things that would make it worse. And what you need to do here, no matter what age it is, keep in mind, first of all, it's not a competition. Your son loving and wanting to spend time with his dad or anybody else doesn't mean he doesn't love you. Doesn't mean he doesn't want to spend time with you. Sometimes it's just a matter of personality and interest, right? Like maybe he and his dad have more common interests, so it's easier for them to go do whatever that is together. I don't share a lot of interests with yeah. my sons. Well, case in point, so, do you want to be out bass fishing with your boy? I have never caught a bass in my life. I have no desire to. I have. Uh, gone out on a boat with my son and spent some time with him that way. And that was a good thing. But yeah, he can go out fishing without me all the time, as far as I'm concerned. Right. And doesn't he do that with his uncle? Isn't that a big thing that they do together? Yeah. Yeah. One of, one of my brothers is also big into fishing. So this is a perfect opportunity for them to spend time together, shared interest, shared pursuit, learning from one another. And my boy is always going to benefit from spending time with more men. Yeah. I mean, my brother's a great guy. We'll tell him I said that even. He can know. Vince, you're a great guy. Shall we put that in the show notes? Vince, (laughs) you're a great guy. (laughs) But it's that, so it's that place. I think it's so important to recognize that, you know, mom's parent the way moms do, dad's parent the way dads do, and your, your child needs all of the above and every auntie and uncle and grandparent figure you can can plug into his life as well. These are all important um, influences on them. And usually this is all a bit of a phase, right? So your son may spend a lot of time with dad right now and hardly acknowledge your existence. That doesn't last forever. There's a point in which he kind of comes back and reconnects with you. And then more time may go by and then it may be somebody else. It might be a coach. It might be whatever. Your relationship with your son is still solid. Trust in that. Trust in all the time, effort, and love that you've already poured into it. That foundation is there and it will be there. And it's, if, if it helps, you can think of it as he is developing into a man He will learn many things about being a man from you, dear mamas, but he's going to learn a lot of things about being a man from the men that you surround him with. Mm -hmm. So that takes spending time together. And back to our previous conversation about communication, you may be watching dad and son to spend time together and you're thinking, yeah, but they never talk. They never. That's why they like to fish together. Exactly. Better if you don't talk while you fish. Exactly. So they're, but they're together. And that physical, that physical presence is as potent as us sitting with our girlfriends chatting. Yep. So the connection is there. The bond is solid. And, and really, you know, I, I just want to, implore our listeners to recognize that dads are going to do it differently. I mean, my girls are grown. I'm divorced. They probably talk to their dad once every six or eight weeks. And I talk to them probably, you know, at least a a text or something pretty much every day. 
And yet they have such a strong relationship with their dad, but it doesn't look like how I'm in relationship with them. So no judgment, it's going to look different and, and just accept that it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So Jen, we have talked about a lot of things today. We have, we've talked about male communication. We've talked about school. That is a huge topic right now. And boys relationship with their dads. What, what stands out for you? What's, what's our takeaway? So we can share that with our listeners and help them take some takeaways with them. Short, simple, and direct. Your communications with your son. Short, simple, direct. And physical. That was Go my next them. one. Oh, I yep. took it. Yeah. No, physical. <laughs> yeah. Physical. Go to them and integrate movement when you need them to concentrate when you want them to talk. In other words, all the time. All the movement, time. Movement, movement before school, movement during school, and lots of nature all and the way around. Trust and take care of yourself. We moms, especially, we get so focused on what's going on with our boys that we drive all of our tension right there. And sometimes the best thing we can do for our boys and for ourselves is to pull that attention back and put it on ourselves for a while. Yeah. Go for your own walk in nature. You don't always have to take your son along and walk in silence. Just do your own thing. Give yourself time to process all of the stuff that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Be gentle, dear listeners. This is a time like no other. And utilize the resources. I don't know if you've ever looked back in the archives of the On Boys podcast, but I'll tell you what, there was just a post the other day about when is my son ever going to take a shower? We've done an episode on boys <laughs> and hygiene. We've done over two and a half years of episodes. So yes. you can always look back in those archives and find a topic that you're, that you're struggling with. And you know that Jen has got the Building Boys Bulletin that is just chocked full of resources for you. And I am here as your family coach. I am ready and can't wait to talk with you and help you reach your parenting goals, sort out all of the challenges and the overwhelm and get you to that place of feeling confident and, and calm and happy because we need more happy in our world. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.